This is episode 18 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. If you're looking for fun, hope, and encouragement, you've come to the right place. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I saw an interesting question posted by Chip Ingram from Living on the Edge. It says, growing up, what was your experience of reading the Bible? And knowing the three of us, Steve, Therese, and Tim from the Rise Up Morning Show, and how different our story of faith has been, I knew that would be an interesting answer. So growing up, what was your experience of reading the Bible? Mm. Well, I haven't grown up yet, but... um... I will, start, I will start on the, the easy side, since I didn't come to the Lord till I was in my 30s. Uh, I did read the Bible occasionally. I would go to church once in a while and I would see it, and it would make about as much sense to me uh, the first time I read my geometry book uh, <laughs> in high school, uh, which uh, what it got, well, no, the geometry didn't get any better either. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but my point is, if you study it, no matter what subject you're uh-huh. talking about in school, certainly a lot of it doesn't make any sense when you're, but the more you study, the more you study, the more you study, it's like, oh, this fits in with this. Oh, and this fits in with that. Oh, and this makes, oh, and that's, uh, and so that's what happened with the Bible. But more importantly, I, I didn't know it at the time, but I know now that uh, God, you were, I was blinded before. So why would it make any sense to me? I wasn't, you know, I didn't right. have the the right eyes, but God opened my heart, opened my eyes. So then after I gave my life to the Lord, now you read the Bible and it's like, and you have this hunger, like mm. you wouldn't, I never did have the hunger for the geometry thing, but, um, <laughs> but the Bible is much more important. It'll get me a lot farther than, than geometry. So, mm. um, you have that hunger, but now I have the eyes, I have the eyes to see. And so that's my experience. It's been a growing experience and, uh, didn't make any sense to me before. It was like reading it with blinders on. Mm. So for Steve, geometry and the Bible are similar up to a point. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a geometry joke there with points. Up to um, a point. Well, thanks. Oh, that's a good angle was, you took on that. Oh, wow. Well, look. <laughs> he, knows, he knows geometry. Don't let him fool yeah. us. Okay. Uh, well, we've talked about a lot of times how, yeah, the different backgrounds we have do play into these kind of questions. That's super interesting, man. So I've said many times how blessed I was and am to have grown up in and be surrounded by Christian family and had my mom's example. My mom loves the Old Testament. So I know like a lot of times people discover these weird stories later on in their Christian lives. I I got them from a young age because she loves the Old Testament. So I I grew up part of my years being homeschooled. We would we would read through the Old Testament books together. And but in terms of a personal experience, reading the Bible for myself, not when it was part of a class. This is going to sound one way at first, but then it's going to take a turn. It started when I was in middle school. Oh, that's great, right? Ten-year-old reading his own Bible for himself. Well, it started because my oldest brother was discovering his faith for himself as he was leaving high school. It was awesome to watch. It was inspiring. And every little brother wants to be like their older brother. He was reading his Bible every day because God was working in his heart and just changing him as a person. I wanted to be like my older brother. So I, you know, around 10 years old, started to read my Bible every day. Now, like I said, that sounds one way at first. But like a lot of kids, just following a role model, 
you're you're doing what they're doing, but what's the reason you're doing it? Do you really understand what you're doing? Are you just acting like somebody else? And it wasn't for many years, and I'm sure I'm still working this out, till I realized it was actually more a point of pride for me to say, oh, well, I read my Bible every day. I don't know any other kids who read their Bibles every day. It's like, yeah, I can look back now and say, okay, but little Tim, do you know any other kids who are more generous than you? Oh, yeah, you do, don't you? Do you know other kids, maybe they don't read their Bible as much as you, but are they kinder than you? Oh, yeah, absolutely, I did. So, you know, yes, I did grow up having a familiarity with the Bible, but in a lot of ways, if that heart isn't following, that can just feed into pride, and that grows more and more sin. So thankful for familiarity and thankful for the Lord always showing new parts of ourselves to us so His Holy Spirit can work and change those things in us that we don't see are going the wrong direction. Was your mother's love for the Old Testament what ignited your love for the book of Ecclesiastes? <laughs> it's very likely maybe wanting to, you know, get behind those <laughs> underdogs, be like, hey, the Old Testament has some awesome books in it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. You know, when I was a kid, I was not saved. I remember knowing there was something very special about the Bible. And we had a Bible in our house. And I also remember thinking that the kids who got to go to religious ed after school were very cool. Um, They probably didn't think that. I just wanted to be a part of whatever they were doing. And um, I never got invited. Like, no one ever asked me. And so, first of all, I would love to use this as an opportunity that if your kids are in some sort of religious group or something— just to have them ask other kids because you don't know who's really hungry. So knowing that the Bible was special, uh, I would just try to read it like I would any other book. I didn't really like to read in general. So imagine me at the age of like eight, nine, ten. I remember trying over and over and over just picking up the book of Genesis. It didn't go very far. You know, I wish that I had had someone, first of all, to maybe give me a Bible that was a little easier to understand than the Mm -hmm. version I had. And also to say to me, hey, kid, here's where you might want to start, or here's a study or something else that goes with it. And it seems so crazy to me now with the amount of materials like in my home and in my community that would allow a kid to understand God's word that I had none of that. Like I just, I had no one to explain it. I had, but I knew there was something about it. And so as a kid, um, it was just mysterious. But the fact that I couldn't understand it, I think made me believe that it wasn't for me. Like that there was something about me that prevented me from being able to comprehend and to, to know what it was all about, you know, and it wasn't until after I got to college and got into a very strong Bible-believing church that I started to understand. And by the grace of God, I ended up in a church that the pastor would teach very basic but well-thought-out sermons, you know, and so it was a great beginner church to be in. You know, there was never a week where I was like, I have no idea what he was talking about, you know? (laughs) And so I even still have that Bible now where I've written like charts and diagrams and things that I remember Pastor Chuck saying. And, you know, and I'll, I will go back every once in a while to that first Bible and just be like, oh yeah, that was 
good stuff. But it was also interesting to me, you know, to go back and look at it now that like some of those ideas that I consider so fundamental now, so basic, were like revolutionary, you know, mm. as I was first reading. That's uh, I want to take that point real quick. I want to say two final things about the Bible. One, I had the advantage, if you want to look at it that way, of not coming to the Lord till in my 30s. And then we had kids. And then, oh, you're going to read the children's books. I recommend if you're listening to this right now and you don't really understand the Bible, kids books or kids Bible books are a great way to get a foundational principle because they are simple lessons there, but they're Bible lessons. They never get old because they are Bible lessons. Mm -hmm. They're Jesus stories. And that's real basic. So when I was reading to the kids when they were little, I'm like, I'm in my heart. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, this is good. All that kind of stuff. And speaking of not knowing, I didn't like to read either, Therese, when I was, you know, growing up, not a big reader, but I love music. I love music. So the first thing that attracted me to the church was I love the praise and worship and the great, you know, great, great music, love to sing along. And then once I got to read the Bible, I had this discovery. I'd be reading the Bible and going like, hey, that song, <laughs> that song's in here too. That right? the song is right. here. And then imagine my excitement knowing music when I was growing up. For some listening right now, they'll understand this. It's like, Wait a minute. You talk about your Ecclesiastes thing. Oh, I know where you're going. Oh, the birds. Turn, turn, turn. You know, they have the Ecclesiastes thing in there. It's like, wow. So there's all this, you know, I knew music, loved music first, and then the Bible, and it all ties in. And I just just love that. If you have a a streaming service or an app or something like that, there's a a group called Seeds Family Worship. Did your family ever play these when you were a kid, Tim? Oh, I I might know some of the songs. I don't know the name. Yeah. Well, and it was this group. They would it was like they had CDs called like Seeds of Courage, Seeds of Praise, Seeds of Faith. And it literally is just scripture. It's just scripture set to music. They're not always the catchiest songs in the whole wide world (laughs) because scripture doesn't always rhyme, you know, but it is something to just have the the word you know playing and music is such an interesting way to access the brain and the heart and so it is neat when you even hear a song on family life and as i've grown in my faith because hey newsflash we don't know everything in the bible off the top of our heads <laughs> nope. you know i mean i've read the bible a couple times but i certainly haven't memorized every part of it and so it's funny to me sometimes when i'm even in church now and there'll be a scripture that i haven't checked in with for a while and i'll be like Oh, yeah, that's in that Toby Mac song or that's in that <laughs> Casting Crown song. And it's funny because mm. having interviewed artists sometimes will say to them, like, what was your inspiration for, you know, this? I remember when I was a very new uh, radio personality here and I did not know my word like I should have. And I was interviewing Laura Story and she uh, wrote the song that uh, that both she and Chris Tomlin have recorded that talks about the storehouses of snow. And I said, that is such an amazing bit of imagery. Where would you come up with something? And Laura's story in all her sweetness goes, the book of Job. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I should have known that. The book of Job for 400, please. You know, yeah. and I just, um, and so it's funny to me when we, uh, when we listen to songs, even on Family Life, and you go, oh, yeah, that is in the Bible. And it's kind of cool to see where they come from and different versions. Like a lot of times artists will, you know, go into the message. Toby Mac will reference rolling up his sleeves in a couple of different songs. There's a scripture in the message that talks Mm. about God rolling up his sleeves. And, and so sometimes they'll go to different versions of the Bible to get different wording, you know, that gives them an inspiration, but there is so much in God's word. But Steve, you're right. The Holy Spirit is a big part of making it jump off the page and into your heart. Scripture doesn't always rhyme, but it's a great way to spend your time. (laughs) I just made that up. I'm going to go work on a song. There you go. 
You're not late. You're right on time. And we're glad you're here. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Here's a statement I think you will agree with, Therese. Okay. I need help. Okay. Like you, <laughs> Steve Smith, need help? <laughs> I need help. I but might one, agree with that. <laughs> a truer statement has never been <laughs> said. Here, here's one, because I don't know about this. Here's why I need help. Uh, okay. I mean... Four-inch heels. Is that is it difficult oh. to walk in four-inch heels? I need help with that. Okay. That, I, I thought that was kind of difficult. That's really high, yeah. Okay, four-inch heels. Well, a high school girl has broken a record. She's right. walked 640 feet without falling on four-inch heels. 640 okay, that's feet. that's not like the—640 feet isn't that, it's not that far, Oh, I forgot it? to mention one thing. It was on a tightrope. Wait, she heels. walked on a tightrope in heels, four-inch heels, Man. 640 feet. She, it was on her. It was only six feet high, but she did it in her but high school still. gym. Back and forth and back and forth, back and forth 52 times until she, 640 feet in four-inch heels. Yeah, I want to make another statement right now. Okay. Walking is good for you. Um, sometimes. <laughs> Not when it's high enough where I can fall and get hurt, right? (laughs) Kids these days, they sure are amazing, aren't they? (laughs) Feel free to stick around a while. We love it when you're here. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Oh, that sound. Uh That sound is unmistakable. It is the roar of a lion. And for a gazelle, that sound is terrifying. They hear that sound and they turn and they run. But it's a trick. In fact, the safest thing for the gazelle to do is to run towards the roar. And the reason why is that male lion roars to kind of flush the gazelles out of the brush and right toward the waiting lionesses because Mm. those are the hunters, right? So it's it's a trap. It's a trick. But you know what? I wonder if we could learn something from this. Like when there's something that you're afraid of, do you run away from it? Or do you run toward it? Because I suspect that if you were to run toward your fears, the things that God has allowed in your life, he would do a work in you that would allow you to live and to thrive. We hope the rest of your day is just as much fun as this. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. How are you going to defend the faith? Oh, no pressure there, right? We just live in some of the most antagonistic times to our faith that we've ever seen and hear about it all the time in the news. You think, well, what am I going to do? I'm probably not going to write a book, start a movement, get invited to speak at a national prayer breakfast. How am I supposed to defend the faith? That seems so big. I think for a lot of us, it's in the everyday things. I was at a wedding over the weekend, beautiful wedding, so blessed to see two believers come together in that testimony. And the reminder as they take their vows that living those out, being faithful to those vows, being faithful to one another is a testimony to the world around us that wants to have an attack to level at our faith. Mm. Living that out faithfully, that's the defense of the faith right there. If you're not married, it's your job, doing your job faithfully. Without complaining, (laughs) that's radical, isn't it? Mm. Maybe if you don't have a job, it's the words you speak to the next person you meet. You can defend the faith in the everyday things. Are you ready to face the day? No? That's okay. You can hang out with us until you're ready. This is Rise Up on Family Life.